0: Okay,
1: made it in and Diggs is none the wiser. All it took was a half dozen dummy reservations for the podcast room and my rappelling down from the ceiling Mission Impossible style. Hmm, is a Mission Impossible reference there too dated? There is a new movie coming out, but that particular reference comes from the first Tom Cruise movie. When did that come out again? Let me just go ahead and goog it real quick. 1996? All right reel it in a little bit. Just just breathe. Just relax. Nobody heard anything. Mr. Diggs is not going to come find you in here. All right. With the school year just around the corner, and I apologize to any children whose days I've just ruined with that revelation, I thought it best to shine a spotlight once more on one of our incredible teams here at CoServe. While CoServe prides itself on providing our members and customers with safe, reliable and affordable energy, we also strive to be a force for good in the communities we serve. We achieve this on several fronts, many of which we've actually talked about in the past on the podcast, including member customer appreciation events, co-serve charitable foundation grants to local nonprofits, education grants, and of course, continued support of the STEM programs throughout our seven service districts. How much support you ask? Now, you know nobody asked you anything. You're in there by yourself. Yep, yep, I should have guessed he'd find me eventually. It's like I told you last year when I first came on your little podcast, I do a little bit of everything here at serve Essentially, I know everything. But don't you worry, I'm gonna let you carry on with this episode by yourself. I actually read your script and it's not bad. Good work. Oh, well, thank you. I was re. Wait a minute. You read my script? How? Mmm. Everything. Well, that was deeply unsettling. Over the course of the year, COSERV's energy education team travels to more than 100 individual campuses, giving safety demonstrations and presentations to students. Whether that means an arcing demo to teach kids how power lines work and best safety practices, not to mention blowing up hot dogs, or a game of Power Race in which students play a Monopoly-style board game to learn about electric infrastructure, this team covers the gamut. Today, I'm thrilled to show them a little love and talk about their tireless work and the tremendous impact they have throughout our community. As a matter of fact, I'll be sitting down here in just a few minutes with Justin Porterfield, co-serve's energy education specialist. All right. Thank you for joining me today, Justin. I really appreciate you coming on the show.
0: Sure thing. But is there a reason why you had me repel from the ceiling?
1: Oh, that? Yeah, I'm avoiding a man-sized armadillo with an axe to grind. He actually already found me in here, but it's okay. He agreed not to interrupt. Let's just talk about your team.
0: Mm. Okay, sure.
1: In all seriousness, I actually am very excited to have you on the show today. This is an episode I've been wanting to make for a while, and having covered several of the presentations you guys have done before, different demonstrations like the arcing demo, Power Town, Power Race... I've, I've wanted to spotlight this and I know you do a fantastic job with this balancing the entertainment with the educational aspect. I'm curious, how long have you been doing these?
0: I believe it's been a little over seven years that I've been delivering some form of our energy education programs. Uh, So I really have felt like every moment has been amazing, Um, but also too, in those seven years, I think. I myself and CoServe and the energy education program has grown and really blossomed into something quite amazing. So I'm proud to be here. I'm proud to represent uh, co-serve and the energy education team, uh, CoServe serve uh, and this whole community engagement department that I'm a part of and the energy education team that I'm a part of, uh, my manager, Whitney Golke, my director, Glenn Squibb. Um, and co in general just has this deep passion for giving back to the community in the form of education, because these are our future generations. Um, unfortunately, not all schools have the ability to have some of the STEM or learning tools that these students really need to uh, jump in, get engaged with their education. Um, and of course, you know, every student getting these hands-on opportunities with different presentations uh, is going to change the way they think about their learning. So uh, I'm just really proud to be a part of this team right now.
1: So with all the different presentations that you guys do, is there is there a particular favorite that you have? I, I know there are some that you p- probably do a lot more often just based on what ones were requested, but is there a particular favorite of yours that you always look
0: forward to? Well, this one I am biased on. Um, we had this uh, group come out in Austin and My manager, Whitney, was going down there to represent CoSer, and another co-op brought the idea of a circuit-building lab, hands-on circuit-building lab. Students really don't get to do that on their own, and if they do, the kits are usually broken, they're not very good, Um, they just don't have the ability to to teach the things that the students are being reinforced with. And so uh, Whitney gave me the challenge and said, can you make this? And I said, yes, I can. And she gave me some room to, you know, purchase the equipment, write the curriculum, uh, come up with the presentation. What it turned into is an amazing hands-on experience. Um, these students are learning the the teaks and the fundamentals and the vocabulary that the teachers are reinforcing. But we come back and solidify uh, with the hands-on portion of it. And what's amazing is students grasping what a circuit is, uh, the pathway series circuit versus parallel circuit and when you're looking around and they're not too sure and all of a sudden literally the light bulbs go off in their brains and on their desk uh, really shows that it's helping out and what i think i'm so excited about is we had two school districts in the area um these two isds said hey our school district struggles with the science portion of the star test revolving around circuits Can you give a heavy focus on our top 12, 15 underperforming elementary schools? And we worked hard. Um, We were going all around the district, school to school to school. And after those test results came back, uh, I remember one of the school districts reported an 87% improvement on test scores. And that's not small. That's huge. Um, So it's telling me that, one, not only the students walking away going, that was the coolest thing I've done. Uh, Matter of fact, our first class we ever did was in Denton at an elementary school. And at the end of the year, the teacher said, hey, we've done really good. We're ahead. We've got a free day. What would you like to do? Everyone said, bring COSERB back for the circuit building lab. And I was just like, wow, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, I think that's the one that I'm most proud of. Um, I had a part in building it. um, And the feedback from the students and from the teachers and school districts uh, have just been nothing but praise. Yeah, a chance to take something like you said taking it from kind of the
1: the almost theory or like what you just read in the book about it and actually not just getting to do it hands on but actually be the one yourself doing that it's just a deeper level of learning
0: that makes sense that that would help a lot of kids. Exactly and then we could relate it back to our power lines, you know. Yeah. Kids don't want to learn about power lines. It's boring. Adults don't want to really know all about it but in the end our power lines are nothing more than circuits the pathway that the electricity flows to your home or business so that you can have the electricity to do what you need to do so it's it's nice to tie that into hey we just have high voltage circuits on our power lines and uh tie all that into just a day-to-day life lesson on how we use circuits in our day-to-day
1: Oh, for sure so how many schools on average do you think you guys visit
0: over the course of the year well, it only grows every year. Um, and so it's what we like to hear we, the, you know, the word of mouth is so great on this program. I was at a uh, touch a truck event today and she said, hey, we were there at your Rough Rider STEM camp. And she said "And my friends, a teacher. And she told me Valley View Elementary. And I told her about that. And she's got you scheduled for this upcoming school year. Uh, For the circuit building lab, the arcing demo and all this stuff. And I was like, well, thanks, you know, word of mouth. I appreciate you telling us that. So when it comes to schools, I would say last year, 2022, when we added it up, we had over a hundred different individual schools. Now, that's 100 individual schools, not how many times we visited a school. Yeah, you were just talking about that one booking multiple presentations over the course of the year. So yeah, so we've had you know some schools visit up to 10 times in a year wow. because you might have 4th and 5th grade each day for a circuit, 4th and 5th grade each day for the Power Race. That's four days. You might have a STEM night. Um, we bring in the arcing demo. And then you have a career day. We come in for that. Then we do the arcing demo for the whole school. Um, yeah, you can see us in there up to 10 times at a campus in one year, Hmm. um, just over a course of that. And then you talk about, um, we've been into up to three campuses in one day, maybe a circuit building lab in the morning a power race in the afternoon. And then a third school has a, like I said earlier, STEM camp or STEM night or family fun night. And then we're out there with the arcing demo or the power town, um, entertaining them, into the you know 5 to 7 p.m. hours so full schedule uh, full schedule during the school year we are almost in one or multiple schools every single day of the week um and so yeah hence why we were doing this in uh, July and right. not
1: trying to do this episode in August as I initially <laughs> was thinking yes august is a big one with back to school makes sense uh this this will work well that way because now it's going to be the episode that comes out end of July and has all that time in August uh since we publish on the 27th each month So with these presentations and everything that you guys do, I'm guessing that's primarily the elementary schools, but you've mentioned before you guys do also go to some middle schools um, and even high schools on occasion. Just I'm guessing for like this sort of stuff at kids at that age, fourth, fifth grade, like you said, maybe second, third grade, probably easier to work with as far as paying attention and feeling fully dialed in and not too cool for school or
0: what have you hit it right on the head. That's I still exactly a little right. bit. <laughs> no, 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 but you described it perfect because these elementary school kids uh, are the primary focus because yeah, um there's st- adults are still cool um or at least some of them are. I keep telling my daughter that. She doesn't believe me. I know, I know. So we really do connect well with the elementary school students. And I also I don't know if I've mentioned this, but and if if you've mentioned it, but all of this academic initiative program that we're talking about, this is all 100% free. It just has to be within a co-served territory where we at least serve some meters in there. Today, I met someone again at the uh, Touch a Truck, Frisco Touch a Truck, that was from Garland, Texas, and I'm like, "Sorry, Garland Light and Power, we we don't go out there. We don't have anything close to that." But um, you know, these schools are benefiting from this with no charge uh, to the school district. But since you mentioned that, yes, um, elementary school is the primary focus. Um, we do some middle schools. Um, we can do the circuit building lab up to sixth grade. And we can do the power race up to sixth grade. Now, the arcing demo, that one can hit all audiences. So we do make it into high schools. Uh, Flower Mound High School specifically, every semester we are there for the AP physics students to talk about electricity, but relate everything as part of our presentation and tie it into their physics lessons. And then, of course, we've got to make it extra entertaining because no high school student really wants to go out there and watch some guys talk about electricity. Sure. Um, so we have to turn it into a full comedy routine. Okay. And interesting,
1: unique challenges having to adapt it depending on the, the age group and audience and everything. That, that's cool. But even beyond that, it's not just schools and students that you that you speak with as well on this, that you give these presentations for. Uh, we, we do those as well with first responders. Yes. Can you,
0: can you talk about that a little bit, kind of the initiative there? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, we do a lot of other things and I'll give you some ideas and examples. But I just want to say that uh, not only does CoServe have that deep commitment to the education system, uh, COSERV loves our first responders. I mean, they, they put their lives out there. We always talk about a, a job of alignment. Yeah. It's a hazard, hazard hazardous job. I mean, yeah. we're dealing with high voltage electricity. We want them to have the fullest... Extent of understanding when they come in contact. We might be the ones calling them. We might have uh, a lineman that or a contractor that gets electrocuted. We want them to know what it's going to be like when they arrive on the scene. They arrive on these scenes where there are car accidents involving power lines, transformers, pretty frequently storm damage. Today, some storms rumbled through here, knocked down a tree, pulls down a power line. How do they react? How do they go home to their families? alive and uninjured um, and not become a statistic. So we go out with our electricity demo, the arcing demo and our natural gas demo to teach them about safety and hazard recognition around these accidents involving our equipment, not just with electricity, but natural gas too. And so we've uh, inherited the gas demo trailer recently um, and working to put together a little bit more of a a elementary school kid-friendly education program on it as well as a little bit more robust um, fire department slash first responder training um, because it's truly, I mean, those people put their lives on the line for us, you, me, anyone out there every day. Yes. Uh, we want to make sure that they have the full knowledge of what's going on when it involves with electricity or natural gas.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's really good. I, I like that. That's, that's good to hear. What is the
0: presentation probably most frequently requested over the course of a year? Well, when it comes to general all year round the arcing demo is the most requested it's been around the longest and people love it you know it's uh, who doesn't like seeing an exploding hot dog on a power line or you sold uh, me blowing stuff up you know i always tell the kids for career days when we do it because we'll do it for career days and i'm like you know we get paid to electrocute stuff burn stuff and blow stuff up and they're like cool and then of course we tie it back into the safety and you know the fun part of the presentation but i would say the arcing demo now when it starts in elementary school, like you mentioned, fourth and fifth grade, mm-hmm. there's the time of the year when they introduce circuits and you'll see our circuit lab just get called in, sometimes the arcing demo, to reinforce what the students are being taught in their classroom. And then when it comes to star testing at the end of the year with your fifth graders, boy, they can't they can't book us early enough for that. We are always booked up, like I said, maybe doing two presentations a day um, at two different campuses uh, we are booked nonstop for Circuit Building Lab around that star testing time. Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: It's not just about safety, though. Circuit Building and Power Race teach valuable STEM lessons and teamwork. Could you talk a
0: little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, let's start off with the Power Race, because I've talked a little bit about circuits. And uh, while it's high value, um, we really have a unique situation with the Power Race game. It's patented. It was developed by a former co-serve employee. Um, we have a partnership with uh, Frisco's Mindbender Academy. It's a summer academy for advanced students who are learning about STEM environments, engineering, even broadcasting. And these minds come together to be challenged during the summer. And we were asked by their director to come up with a game. So something that was fun and engaging and teamwork related, uh, but it revolved around how a utility or an electric company operates And so what we did is we had a former employee develop a board game where it was a town full of buildings, but with no electrical infrastructure. And like anything, we know that a town does not grow or operate without road infrastructure, water infrastructure, any type of infrastructure has to be in there for the to succeed. And that's where um, they are teamed up on four teams, red, green, yellow, blue. It's at the corner of each game and their power company is gonna build power lines to as many buildings as possible to supply electricity. So basically what you've got is four teams competing to build their overhead or underground power lines, but we tie in little micro lessons as they go along, and they're learning about the utilities. We have a power race card that's like a chance card monopoly. It could be good, could be bad. And so it's these day to day things. Uh, maybe a car hits a power line and now we've got to go out and repair it and people lost their power and they're angry. We've got to explain all those different things um, that happen day to day and why we do what we do. So it's micro lessons, but they really, if they're going to win, they've got to work as a team. And you know, you always have someone that's more opinionated or someone that's more shy and timid. And, and we help through this game encourage. Um, the diversity of everyone having a voice. So we rock, paper, scissors when we don't agree. We vote on it when we don't agree. Um, And the students learn about the electricity industry. They learn about all kinds of lessons. Uh, Give an example. Uh, This might be boring, but for them, it's really important to understand that, like, we have a 24-7 gas station right next to FC Dallas. We are a sponsor, so we've got their trademark and permission, and everyone loves FC Dallas on there. And we kind of tell them, look, these two use a lot of electricity every month. They use about the same amount of electricity every month. However, your gas station uses the same amount of electricity almost all day long, all night long, because they're consistently open. Nothing changes. Just the weather. That's the only thing that changes. However, FC Dallas might have a practice on Wednesday, a game on Friday, a game on Saturday, a family event, yeah, on Monday, and lights out on Sunday. And so they're using the same electricity, but it's not consistent. It's all the way up here, all the way down here, all the way. And we don't know when that is. So we have to charge them a higher demand rate so that every day, even though they may not be open, we have to have that extra power available for them. And while some of those lessons seem kind of boring, um, that was just one example. We go through there and we tile these things so it kind of hits home on now. I see why things are the way they are. Um, but it's really fun. They're competitive. Um, something I love we, we do is, uh, they have to read these power race cards out, out loud and I'll just be like, all right, uh, read that in a Harry Potter, uh, voice. And so they yeah. start to do their Harry Potter voice and it's just, we crack up, we have fun. So, uh, yeah, that's been really great. Um, it's unique to CoServe. Um, and so I think, uh, that's something no one else has.
1: Yeah. And, and it got a little bit of a redesign recently, right? Like, uh, an upgrade essentially. Yeah. The old one, you know, First
0: generation, it was heavy. The clunky, prototype, if you will. The prototype, if you will. Yeah, uh, it was really great, um, but we found some things that were fragile about it too. Mm-hmm. So the buildings were made of model train buildings. So we went through about a bottle of super glue every class. Um, the decking was made from that just kind of green glue on turf. Uh, the kids would pick the fringes of it, and every time we left a classroom, having to would, follow with a vacuum yeah, cleaner to behind it, the vacuum or rake up our mess. Um, but You know, we we thought about all the the things that were breaking on it, and so we redesigned it. Um, It's very colorful. It's got some sponsorship to it. Uh, We basically made it magnetic. So now your buildings magnetically stick. um, They're 3D printed. And I do have to say this. I think this is cool. We um, went to a campus that we had adopted at the time, and they had gotten a 3D printer with some funds that we had given them through a grant, and they had no clue how to use it. So I said, hey, look. I'll help you come up with a little class on 3D printing if you'll let me use it on your off time and I'll provide all the filament. And we built everything except for the poles on that game, the houses, the transformers, the buildings, everything was 3D printed in Tinkercad. Or I use Tinkercad, which is what the students are using, a block-based building. And so now I can also throw in the 3D printed side. And so it gets students interested and maybe looking into 3D printing is something, you know, everyone thinks it's cool. Not everyone wants to model it T- through someone, you know, a free program like Tinkercad, they can go and model it just how I did, Nice, but uh, it turned out really good. So it's durable, it's lightweight, it's flexible, um, and uh, it's more colorful than ever and the students just really love competing. So this
1: one uh, I'm curious about, this one's not a game, but I am curious to talk a little bit about one of the newer ones. I don't know that it's the newest thing we have, but one of the newer ones, Power Town, uh, which is another demonstration thing. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that allows us to
0: to do kind of the same ideas, like the arcing demo, just on a smaller scale? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, you know, found a need for it, um, especially when we got rained out. Uh, we found that, you know, wouldn't it be great if we could take this indoors? And we found Powertown. Uh, a lot of co-ops do use it. It is um, basically an eight-foot table that you bring into the classroom, plug it into the wall, and it has a 10,000-volt power line. It looks like a common town and a rural area, so we've got two sides to the board. It's basically a miniature arcing demo that we use for the younger students or an alternative when there's a weather day for the arcing demo that can't make it out. And it's still a lot of fun. It's about a 30-minute presentation at most. And we can go through there and we can show them preventable accidents that happen with power lines and just general electricity. And so these are scenarios like flying a kite near a power line. Mm -hmm. A lot of students, I don't see as many people flying kites these days, but a lot of students wouldn't think twice about flying a kite in a park because they're not looking at the power lines. So these are areas that we raise awareness in through experiments that are so bright, colorful, and fun, and not interactive, but When you see an arc uh, and you hear an arc, it's very distinctive. And these lessons are not easily forgotten. So I can show them what happens when they have a car accident involving a power line or the power line gets knocked down in a storm and it's laying on their metal fence and they can touch the fence on the other side of the house, still get electrocuted because it's all a conductor, right? And uh, we can teach those principles of conductors and insulators, but drive home the safety. And I can tell you every time a student sees it, um, you see the wows, or you hear the wows, um, but these are lessons that could change their life one day or put them in a situation, um, that maybe they make the educated right decision to not get injured or, or even worse. Very cool. Looking back now at
1: surely the hundreds of these presentations that you've done, uh, is there a particular thing that you're most proud of, whether it's just the sheer volume of all the different schools, campuses and presentations, even for like first responders and stuff that you've done, or just like some initiative you mentioned earlier, the the STEM initiative where you were able to raise that one school score 87%, that's phenomenal. Is there anything in particular that stands out as the thing you're most proud of?
0: Well, I think what's really important here is, uh, I mentioned earlier, CoServe has a really big, deep love for the school system and preparing our future generation, but we also do it for safety. And, and what I like is that you have some direct impact, like you said, the test scores, and then I have some long-term indirect impact. One day that student might be involved, or as an adult, be involved in a car accident involving a power line. And power line safety is so important, but most people, including adults, don't know what to do involving a power line on their car. And you know, I asked the students, should you stay in or get out? And they're like, get out. And I'm like, no. no. Right um right now you're in a vehicle um you have not touched ground yet so you're like the bird on the wire right now you haven't completed a circuit you know if you can think about you getting out of the car have you been electrocuted to death yet? no so stay in your vehicle it's not your rubber tires the electricity is going straight through your rubber and you know your second uh, lesson don't let anyone come close to your car tell them to stay back there's a power line on your car um and then you know, if you have to exit the vehicle, how you jump out with both feet together and shuffle away. Uh, we go through all these scenarios, and I think one day, one of these students might be in the car. Maybe their adult gets in a car accident, yeah. and they can be like, Hey, mom, dad, wait a minute, you can't get out of the car, and save a whole family's life. Now, again, like I said, the direct one, scores, uh, the kid's telling me, Man, that was cool. I wish school was this fun every day. Because, you know, obviously we we come in, we're different than the teacher, Um, I love those direct, um, that feedback, that excitement, um, seeing the lights, uh, light bulbs, like I said, go off in their eyes. But just the fact that we can give the public a general safety uh, understanding that most people don't know. And maybe one day I'll save a life. Same thing with the fire department. One day, hopefully some things I said to a fire department or a police officer will prevent them from, you know, becoming a statistic not going home to their family we'd hate to see that
1: yeah making a difference not just in the immediate impact of like test scores but also the the potential broader serious life-threatening even circumstances
0: just being able
1: to instill that
0: safety yeah and one thing I wanted to point out and and this is where we had a lot of help from my manager Whitney is uh, my manager if you don't know she's uh, from Denton ISD she has been in the school district for 20 plus years um, she understands that not just the students, but the teachers themselves have needs for reinforcement of the, like the teaks that uh, they're having to teach these students. And so by us kind of oh, almost reinforcing it for them, it kind of gives them um, a piece of, hey, these students are hearing it from COSARF. Look, this is important. Yeah, We use this stuff in our jobs. We have to know these vocabulary words. And so it's been a good impact. Um, for her to interact with a lot of the teachers and some of the science coordinators, uh, counselors, principals at these schools, and get out on the campuses and say, "What do you need from us?" and then come back to her team. Uh, and I'm glad to be on her team and proud to be on her team. And she'd say, "Justin, this is what the teachers also need from you, and we can incorporate that in and give a full package. So not just helping the students, but you know, also giving back to." to the things that the teachers are trying to reinforce in order for the students to be successful.
1: Yeah, showing uh, kind of the real-world application of some of these things, because that, that's a very common thing with like kids asking, like, well, when am I going to use this, or why, why is this important? And so being able to kind of tie that back uh, definitely doesn't just reinforce the teacher's plan, but the, the stress is the importance of it as well. So if people wanted to reach out and book either a presentation or a demonstration for their school or even just their class, how would they
0: go about that? So, at CoServe.com, there's a community section, and in that community section, uh, there's uh, academic initiatives. And when you click on that, you can look at just straight booking it, or you can go to the presentations and see what we offer. Um, yeah. You know, and it's amazing, because we've also got Career Days, and we've got Read Across America, and, you know, we do a lot of things for these students um, that are not what we've been discussing as the actual presentations. Uh, from there, you can request a presentation. Uh, that we'll reach out to you. We'll work out the details. Um, but it's, again, in our territory. At least we have to have a couple meters in there. This is a 100% free program. And uh, I-, I hope everyone out there, uh, if they're listening to this and their student says, no, CoServe doesn't come to m- my school, uh, we would love to be in that campus, um, pass that along to your counselor or teacher. And uh, and we just love to be out there, and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I also wanted to say I'm kind of excited. Um, I've been a little bit... Uh, I don't know in the zone lately, but we have um, a trailer that we used to use for energy education, and just really didn't meet the needs of the students. And I can't tell you much about it, but what I can tell you is we are redoing it as a mobile STEM trailer. We haven't even come up with a name yet. Okay, it's so top secret, (laughs) but it is going to be fun. We are going to be teaching those students the uh, the new teaks for for this year. Really have a heavy emphasis on STEM. And specifically engineering and building. And so we have got projects in there that involve coding. It's going to be K through fifth. Uh, We've got um, non-screen coding for as little as kindergartners learning. Uh, We're going to have building stuff. We're going to have competitions Nice uh, with our... popsicle stick catapults and we're going to be um, designing things and 3d printing things and it's just going to be a lot of fun i'm excited uh and have a lot of support from our management on making this an experience that you know is not only going to be amazing for every school but some of these schools unfortunately don't have the resources and funds to get these kids hands-on stem training tools And we're going to fill that in for them. We're going to be able to go to these campuses. We're going to be able to deliver a full STEM experience um, when they might be able to go in their classroom. Maybe they have a few circuit kits. They're all broken, right? They don't really work. Um, And so they're going to be building paper circuits that they can take home to their adults and put on the refrigerator and say, Hey, look, I got an open closed circuit. I got a series circuit. Here's how a parallel circuit works, mom and dad. And this is why. And they'll be able to take those home with them and be proud of the work they built and uh, The parents, hey, what'd you learn at school today? I learned this. So I'm really excited.
1: Well, again, thank you so much for joining me today. Your team really does do great work. Having covered some of the demos you've done at different schools, I can absolutely say it's always entertaining and it's always informative.
0: All right. Well, hey, just I really appreciate your time and invite me on. So do I need to climb back up the rope or? Hmm?
1: Oh, no, you can go ahead and use the door.
0: Oh. You're an unusual person, but thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, can't lie. I'm starting to see that myself. To request your free presentation for your school, visit coserve.com forward slash presentations. You'll find a complete list of demos and presentations, many of which Justin and I talked about today, and you can book yours for the school year. As a meter of fact is brought to you by CoServe, an electric and gas distribution company serving North Texas.